Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,241. We're in the desert for another wonderful January auction with RM Sotheby's today. Get your bidder card out. We're going to have some fun. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in, well, I'm in Ontario, Canada, but in a couple weeks I'm going to be with this guest in Arizona in the desert for the auctions, and that sounds like a better place to be than somewhere cold or rainy where I live. I'm with a very special guest by the name of Gord Duff. Gord, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am. I'm ready. All right. Something you know how to do very well. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into what you and your team are doing in the desert this month, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Gord Duff? One thing might be uh, my wife of 10 years is somebody that uh, we actually work together at the same company. She was with RM for five years back in the late 2000s. And I think that's been very beneficial to me in the fact that you know, she understands what this job entails and, and uh, what everything's about. So that's been a key thing to my success and our 10 years of marriage so far is that uh, she understands this business, you know, as, as good as any spouse could. And that's been great for both my career and, and both of us. Well, absolutely. Uh, and the auction business, as we're going to be talking about RM Sotheby's today, is no normal eight to five job by any means. Uh, it's kind of 24-7, if you will. Uh, it's great to have a, a supportive spouse like that. I've got the same one, uh, same one. Well, actually, I'm not married to your wife. I have my own wife, but I have the same thing. We've been married for, gosh, I'll be 39 years this year. So uh, yeah, it's great to have somebody supportive when you're spending a lot of time at work. Uh, but you're having a lot of fun. So let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to talk about what's coming up here very soon. Gord Duff is Global Head of Auctions for RM Sotheby's, the world's premier automotive auction house. He and his team conduct auctions around the world, and this month, They'll return to their annual Arizona auctions that takes place on January 26th at the beautiful Arizona Biltmore in Phoenix. Gord began his journey with RM Sotheby's back in 1998. Since then, he has gained an intimate knowledge of the collector car market, as well as the trust and friendship of clients around the world. Since joining the team over 20 years ago, he's done everything from driving transport trucks, driving cars across the auction block, and pretty much everything in between. Today, Gord is an essential part of the RM Sotheby's team with an instinctive understanding of the collector car industry. No doubt he is having a lot of fun as well. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. We'll give them a little love. They keep the petrol in the tanks and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner 
that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. TechForce is a charity of choice here at Cars Yeah. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply... It's critically short. For every one tech who graduates school, there's five jobs waiting for them. Said another way, four technician jobs go unfilled for every technician graduate. Lots of young people love cars, but don't know how to turn that passion into their careers. TechForce Foundation shows them through career exploration, technical education, and the workforce development solutions. Join Cars in supporting TechForce Foundation and its mission to solve the technician shortage by donating at techforce.org today. So, Gord, we are back. So this career choice you've made to play with cars, combine people with their dreams, uh, help people sell cars that they're ready to move on. My goodness, what a life you've lived. Can you give us a little bit of a lead up to what got you here what your job entails, and then we're going to take a little deeper dive into what's coming up in just a couple of weeks in January in the desert with R and Sotheby's Arizona Auctions because you guys have some very cool cars. But let's talk about you first. Okay, I started back in 1998, so I've been with the company for 24 years and started actually as a, a high school intern. I've, I'm born and raised in Chatham, Ontario, which is where the company was founded as uh, initially a restoration shop and then buying and selling cars and then got into the auction business in the early 90s. And by the late 90s, when I arrived, was at the point that it just really started accelerating and growing, buying up, starting auctions within the United States. And in the mid-2000s, we went over to Europe and had our first sale at the Ferrari factory in 2007. That was one of my first times ever going to Europe. You know, as a guy from a small town, I never dreamed that my job would take me to nice places around the world and kind of right place, right time from driving the truck to getting into sales to having Rob Myers have uh, an interest in myself and kind of taking me under his wing and, you know, went from consigning cars to managing particular auction to managing all of the auctions to being, you know, one of the people running the company now. 
It's tremendous. And this connection that Rob made with Sotheby's, I mean, people think of Sotheby's as this company has been around in auctions and selling things forever. And this combination of Rob and his team and people like you and Sotheby's, that name combination really made for a great formula, hasn't it? Absolutely. It's definitely uh, given us the growth, especially when we started going into Europe and beyond. Sotheby's having a name that's over 300 years old and the fact that they wanted to partner with this at the time small company that was based out of Canada that was starting to do auctions throughout the United States as well as Europe and really kind of putting a different spin on what an auction can be and how we can present cars. And you guys present cars in a very different way than, let's say, your traditional ziggity-ziggity type car auction. It's more formal, of course, coming with the heritage and the background of Sotheby's and the way that you procure the cars, the way you make decisions on what you're going to sell. Uh, it's an incredible collection every time I've been to your auctions before. They're very nice. They're very comfortable. Very, um, how should I say, you cover the gamut. When you look at the cars that you guys are offering, they're the best of the best. And I love the fact that you don't just sell anything that comes along that crosses the block. I mean, this is serious collector car stuff, but there's also some affordable cars too. So it's not like uh, anybody who maybe their budgets are varied can't come and find something they really love. And I'd love to talk a little bit about maybe some of the cars that you're going to be bringing forth, because as I go to your website, and I'll put links for you listeners onto my show notes page for Gord today, but they're easy to find, RM Sotheby's Auctions. I wanted to touch on a couple cars here, and if there's a couple cars I don't mention that you'd like to bring up, please do so. But one of the premier cars you're offering that, I don't know, anybody who doesn't love, the 65 Shelby 427 Competition Cobra. Tell me about this ride. It's interesting in that it's a competition Cobra, so it's it's one of only, I think they built 27 cars that were competition cobras and this one was interestingly among some of the racing that it did it was used in the elvis presley movie spin out so not only is it one of the top line competition cobras it had some interesting racing it was one of the cobra caravan publicity tour cars you know that went around the country when carol shelby was first marketing these cars and then you know for it to be one of the a movie car in one of Elvis's movies. And funny enough, there was also a, I think it was a 29 Duesenberg in the same movie that happened to be another car we sold in Scottsdale probably 10 years ago that we also happened to have restored at our facility here in Blenheim. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, this thing's pretty special. Another car that I noted, and you know, going to this website is like candy store time. There's such a wide variety of cars. Another one is very unique, a 52 Pegaso Z102 Berlinetta, a car that I'm not so sure I've ever seen one of these cars before. How would you describe this ride? We've sold a, a handful of Pegasos in the past. A lot of them have interesting bodies. I wouldn't say any two are alike, but there's a lot of little differences between each car. It's a Spanish-built car. They had interesting V8s put inside them, and they were they were a show car from back in the day. Definitely interesting to look at and kind of have their own niche within the market. Oh, yeah. Quite a beautiful little car. Uh, and then we get into some pretty crazy wild supercars. You've got a uh, 2014 Ferrari, La Ferrari. And when I looked at that, I went, wait, 2014? Has it really been that long since almost 10 years? Since eight, eight years, I guess, coming up, nine years, 10 years since the La Ferrari came out? Those are kind of hard to find. You've got one for sale. 
Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is it, it's a special color. You know, it's not just a red La Ferrari. It's a electric blue. They couldn't have built more than a couple in this color. And, and it is a car that if they built it and came out with it today. It's hard to believe that, as you said, it's a car that's uh, eight years old. Oh, absolutely. And then we go back to a 53 Fiat 8V Coupe by Ghia. Now, these Ghia-bodied cars are they're always stunning and very unique. But this car, again, another one, I don't think I've ever seen one of these. It's a one-off. That's why. <laughs> they built 15 8V chassis, but this is the only one that was ever bodied by Ghia because most of them are supersonics. So it's very unusual. It would have been a show car from back in the day. And it's actually a car that we sold to the current consigner, I think, eight or nine years ago. It's actually at our shop right now, just having a few things dialed in before it leaves next month to head down there. But definitely a, a beautiful looking car. And while we're talking Gia's, you've got a 53 Chrysler Special that is in just a stunning, almost a, looks like candy apple red to use something back from the 60s when I was a kid. Uh, another really stunning, unique car. Yeah, it's, it's one of just 19 Gia bodied cars that were built by Chrysler. We've actually sold, you know, a handful of these over the year, but they're kind of similar to the last two that you mentioned, the Pegaso and the 8B. They all have similar styling, I guess, if you put them next to each other. But, you know, another custom coach-built Gia on Chrysler chassis. I mean, there's just so many things here. Going to your auctions is like going to a very cool Concours event uh, and walking around and seeing some cars. And I'll tell you, listeners, if you've never been to an auction you'll start going to them after you've attended an RM auction because the electricity in the air, I'll tell you, I took my my kids and my wife to an auction years ago during car week in Pebble Beach, and they were, they're not really into cars like I am. And that was the one event the whole week that they didn't want to leave. They wanted to stay to the very end because it was so exciting. Uh, so auctions are something that are really worth going to. Uh, before we talk about a couple other cars, and I'm going to kind of bring up some cars later in our talk as it reflects on your personal passion for cars. Can you talk a little bit more about the restoration shop there at RM? That is how our company was founded back in 1977. Rob got into restoring antique cars and started with 55 Thunderbirds and quickly moved into American and European classics. And today we have 37 craftsmen working in the back of our head office here in, in Blenheim. And wow. if you walk through from one month to another, there'll be everything from a 67 Ferrari 275 GTB4 cam finishing a restoration to a 540K special roadster getting restored to a tune-up being done on a, a 56 Porsche Speedster or a 31 Packard. But we're known for restoring mainly American and European pre-war classics. And, you know, we've won Pebble Beach. We just won this past August, but we've won seven times in the last 20 years. And there's no other restoration facility in the world that's won Pebble seven times. So, you know, we have some of the most significant and important cars from around the world that are here getting restorations done or service work. We do everything from, you know, minor tune-ups to, you know, a nut and bolt frame up Concord quality restoration. 
What that does in my mind, Gord, is it gives you guys the credibility to truly vet these cars that you're bringing to market to really understand them. Because one of the things about going to an auction is you always go, well, how much does the auction house really know about this car I'm going to bid on? Is it being properly represented? You guys got the history and the clout to know exactly what you're dealing with, right? Yeah, we've seen enough. Even myself in 24 years, you know, I can walk up to a car and I know if it's a a high quality restoration or if it's one that was just kind of fixed up as needed or fixed up just to sell and it looks shiny, but it honestly isn't what it appears to be underneath. We have tremendous knowledge because we've touched so many of these cars in our restoration shop, let alone the auctions that we're doing around the world. We have specialists in every segment, mark, era of car. So if it's something I don't particularly know of or I'm an expert in, I can make two phone calls and find out everything I need to know about that particular, you know, make and model. Yeah, it's tremendous. So I always like to ask people about what I call our driving inspirations. I'm going to twist this question up a little bit with you as it relates to this upcoming Arizona auction. Is there a car that is coming up for sale, not necessarily maybe your favorite kind of car or something you'd want to park in your garage, because I might get to that later in our talk, but a car that's very inspirational for you that somehow tugs on your heartstrings and why would that be that is an interesting question (laughs) i appreciate the quality of a car and the enthusiasm that a consigner might have had and why he purchased that car and the the ends that he would have went to to make that car the best possible car you know Mm -hmm. whether it be an e-type or a duesenberg or a ferrari 275 GTB. I, I, I'll stop there. That's a difficult question. <laughs> well, it's like asking who your favorite child is uh, in many respects, but let me rephrase it a little bit here because I don't want you to pull out, you know, this isn't by any means for you listeners, the best car that's going to be sold at this auction. I'm more interested Gord, in your personal passions. And when you think about this lot of cars and there's a bunch of them, how, how many of you guys are going to be selling? We'll have uh, uh, just under 90 cars in, in the auction down in Scottsdale. Okay, so that's that's a big choice, uh, a, a large variety group of cars. But when you think about the cars, I mean, and this is kind of like what comes first to mind thing, not necessarily, again, favor, but maybe ties to what you said. I'm going to hold you to this a little bit if you'll allow me to do that. Is there one just right off the cuff that you can maybe spotlight and sit and tell us a little story about? I'm looking at our website now, and, you know, the one car I'm, I'm – sitting on looking at is we have a you know 1990 Lamborghini Countach a 25th anniversary that you know as a kid you know I saw pictures of it I didn't necessarily have a poster on my wall but you know I was very aware of this car growing up as a kid and you know I never dreamed that I would see one in person let alone drive one let alone sell one and the car we have coming up in Scottsdale is a brand new 90 Countach. It's in a cool color. It's got 200 miles from new. I mean, it's wow. It's as new as you can get for a car that's 32 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I get to touch it and sell it and consign it. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things as a 10 year old, when this car came out, I never would have dreamed that, you know, I'd be around it and my work would, you know, let me touch things like this. Yeah, pretty darn cool car. I mean, you look at that car. It's even sitting on its original tires. But the fact that it's one of these kept cars, I guess, it's a genie in a bottle, if you will. And it's it's a metallic black, right? So it adds a little sparkle to the to the look. 
Yeah, it's a time capsule. Yes, exactly. You know, and it's not not that there's anything wrong with them being white, but it's just a very unique color. I've probably seen a hundred Countaches, you know, in my career here, but I don't know if I've seen one in this spec before. So for me, that's got to be pretty rare if I haven't come across one of these yet. Yeah, I think so. See, I thought I could get that out of you. So you did a nice job there. Thanks for letting me push you a little harder on that question. Let's talk about a challenge. I like asking people to relay big challenges they've had, maybe even a big failure, because these things allow us to grow and expand and more importantly, learn from them. So it's good to have challenges. And in this new year, I'll tell you, uh, Gord, I had a guest on the show years ago, a young woman who said, every New Year's resolution, I set a goal to fail 100 times. And I went, what? (laughs) She said, well, that means I tried 100 things I've never done before because I'm probably not going to do them very well the first time I try them. So it's a great way to go through life. I'd love for you to share a challenge with us that you faced. But more importantly, what was that lesson learned? I mean, I face challenges probably every day of consigning cars and, and the chase is interesting for me and getting that car to auction that either somebody's owned for a very long time or I might be in competition with somebody else and proving as to why either myself or our company's the best place to bring that car to sell it at auction. I'm a I try to be as conservative as possible. I like being conservative going into a sale and over delivering, so to speak, so that the client's, you know, happy at the end of the day. But, you know, we've had some failures where I've consigned a big car to, you know, our auction before it could even be a headline car and, you know, it doesn't sell and it's not good for the auction. It's not good for me, but I just go back and reflect as to, okay, what could I have done better? Could, you know, did I oversell the car? Should the price have been less? Did I not do enough work on my side to find enough interested parties for that? And that kind of gets me more aggressive and working harder and digging more for the next one that, you know, my goal is to sell every car that comes to auction. So if I go into the mindset of, I want to sell everything when, when we get to the end of a sale and we missed on a few, I'm happy with that. If I go in assuming everything's going to sell, that's when you come out and you have a, a very poor sale. Yeah. And let yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're consistently selling 85 to 95% is we go into every auction working as hard as possible to find buyers for all the vehicles. And, and that's key to our success is never being happy, always trying to push harder and harder to sell as many as possible. And, and that's the mindset of myself and all my colleagues in the company of just working really hard to continue to be the best. I would imagine that one of your most important jobs is helping coach a seller or a buyer, but let's say a seller to understand what the real market value of that car is. It seems like most people, me included, cars I've sold, we always think our cars are worth more than they maybe are. Our friends hype it up, certain sales of cars that really don't relate, but they're the same make and mark, even the year, and you go, oh, now my car is worth that much. Well, maybe not. So have you found that that's a key part? Because is that coaching of your buyers and sellers? Because you're dealing with amazing amount of different personalities. I'm not so sure. How do you guys juggle all those emotional balls at once? Yeah. You know, when a new world record or a new high watermark is made on a car, let's say at auction, the next similar car to that, the consigner's like, well, mine's better because of X, Y, and Z. So I want this much more money for it. And you need to explain as to 
why there was an anomaly maybe with that car and why it did so well, or here's the reasons why your car actually is the same as that one or worth perhaps less than that one. And a lot of people see results online or hammer price or read something on you know one of the magazines as to this certain car selling, but they didn't see it in person, so they don't know it as intimately as myself or one of my colleagues do. And a lot of explaining as to why your car's worth X versus what you think is Y being. Yeah, there's definitely a, a finesse to it. Well, definitely. And I always suggest to people, do your homework and ask experts like you and the folks and your team there at RM to help coach you through that so you really have a, a proper understanding of what you have. And the same goes for buying a car. You don't want to overpay, but I always say buy the best you can afford and cry once, to use the words of probably someone you know, Bruce Meyer, who has uh, used that term here on this show many times. And that's the great thing about what you guys sell is they are the best of the best. They're just awesome vehicles. I want to learn a little bit more about you here, Gord. I want you to share a special vehicle story. Now, this could be a car that you've owned, or maybe it's a car that you guys ran through your company that really just tugged on your heartstrings. So do you have a little story like that you can share? Yeah, there's a few that come to mind of special stories, special circumstances. You know, I have a picture on the wall in my office of a 53 Ferrari. It was a 340 Mexico, and it's a car that I consigned and sold back in, I think, 2011. It had been with a consigner since the early 1970s. I got a phone call on it knowing nothing about what the car was and a colleague at the time and good friend of mine kind of explained it to me. And it was at a time in my career that I was very new into sales and never would have dreamed that I could get consign a car of that value. You know, got lots of help from people around me and I was able to secure that car and, and we sold that car extremely well down in Amelia Island. And it kind of was a turning point that there's kind of nothing that I can't go out and consign or chase down. And it's all about relationship with the consigner, being honest with them and following through on what it is that you promise you're going to do for them. And it was just kind of the first one that launched me into can sell seven figure plus cars. And this was me as a 30, 30 year old, 31 year old at the time, you know, never looked back from there. It was, it was kind of a good turning point in my career of giving me the confidence to be able to do anything I want, so to speak, I guess. Was that back in 2011? Yeah. The red the red one, right? Right. You know, the consigner was an interesting guy and had been sitting in the ACD Museum in Auburn, Indiana, and we went and picked it up and brought it back to our facility. That's the other beauty of us as an auction house having a restoration shop that we go out and we're able to secure cars from different consigners that we can bring them to our own shop. We can get them up and running. We can service them. We can be a, a one's one-stop shop, so to speak. But, you know, I was able to get that car running and I took it back down to the consigner and I took him for a ride in it. He probably hadn't ridden in the car for close to 30 years. So it was a cool thing to do for the consigner before the car sold. Beautiful car. Absolutely spectacular. So I'm going to be a car psychologist today for you, Gord. So sit back. Hopefully we don't need a box of tissues for this one. (laughs) I'm going to crawl into your head. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle... This isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive yourself as a vehicle. What would you be and why? I think um, I happen to be wearing a sweater that's a, a roof sweater, ah. you know, and I'm a, a fan of Porsches. And I guess throughout the years, you continue to 
kind of um, as you learn more, you you continue to change throughout life, right, and get better and better. So Porsches are great cars, and then you could go to roof and start kind of tuning them up to make them better, to make them handle better, to stop better, to accelerate faster, all those kind of things. And you know, throughout my career, coming from a detailing cars to driving a truck to the position I'm in now, it's just continued to evolve with that you can kind of just continue to get better and better and you learn from different mistakes and continue to build to be the ultimate type car yeah i like that nice analogy sometimes that's a tough question for people to answer uh to kind of rough uh roof roof their head around put their head around uh you know i was just thinking about aloise i've had him on my show a couple times i had his wife estonia on cars yeah uh, later last year which was cool and i ran into both of them at the quail during car week and at the jet center party and uh wonderful wonderful people but what he's done with cars over the years is tremendous. I'm a big Porsche guy. My listeners know that. And back in 20, let's see, 2006, I was at the Porsche factory picking up a car and we first time, first place we went was to Roofs. And he let us take a ride and in fact, let us drive one of the Yellowbirds um, through the fields outside of that little Pfaffenhausen, if I'm even saying that right, German city, little tiny town he's in. But what Roof has done is insane. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible from they're very humble beginnings, so I like that answer. Very, very nice. So how about a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners? With all the traveling you do, maybe you get some time to read read a little bit on the planes? Actually, I, I read a lot of articles, and I read lots of auction catalogs and stuff. And uh, honestly, I've purchased a number of books, but I've never seemed to get around to reading them. Books that I purchase, though, are COOs of companies, entrepreneurs of companies. I buy the books with the intentions of reading them to see what kind of nuggets that I can pull out of those to continue to educate myself as I go through my career. But I've had the benefit of meet and become friends with those people, the people that started these companies that turned into giant things. And I'm on a first name basis with them. And I'm just, I get to be around through my job, super successful people. So I'm getting a firsthand view of being able to have dinner with them and ask them questions of how did you get to where you are today? So I don't need to read the book on that, that businessman. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to, to be a part of it in real life because my career allows me to meet these interesting titans of industry, right? And, and we just happen to share the same passion of loving cars. And, and yeah, my career's just allowed me to, to be able to be around these people that most others would never have the opportunity to you know, be able to speak to and ask, you know, random questions. Lucky you. That would be tremendous. So I typically ask my guests or I tell my guests I'm going to enable them to go on what I call the ultimate drive. I'm going to put your seat into any car. You can take it anywhere and you can take anybody with you including somebody who's no longer with us. Now, I'm going to twist this up a little bit and go back to the cars that are going to be available here in a few weeks at the Arizona auction, which this might make it a little easier because you've got a lot of cars here, but not all of them are very well suited for, let's say, a tour, a rally, or an ultimate drive. So that'll help you narrow this down a little bit. But I'm going to park any one of these cars in your garage that you guys are going to be selling, and you can take it anywhere with anybody. So let's start with... uh, which car it might be? You want me to pick one we're selling at our auction? Yes. I had something else in mind, but but I guess a huge Carroll Shelby fan that has to be, you know, one of the most instantly recognizable 
cars. I own a 66 GT350. I was able to meet Carol Shelby once, a few times actually, because we had sold different cars at our Monterey auctions, and Rob was good friends with him, so I actually got to sit down and eat lunch at a picnic table with him a couple different times at some auctions we've done in Texas. But to have been able to be in a passenger seat of one of his first 289 Cobras when he got it done and going for that first ride with him, being with a guy of that stature and, and, you know, the racing career he had, and then kind of starting from nothing, right? He, He was just a guy from Texas and, you know, ended up creating one of the most known cars on the planet. Just being in that first ride, I can't imagine what it would be like to design your own car and then actually get behind the wheel of it and be able to drive it. Yeah. You know, and then the success and be able to watch that throughout the lifetime of what happened to him. It's just, it's unbelievable. So we're going to put you in that 65 427 you're selling. Yeah, he, he can drive. I'm fine riding shotgun. <laughs> Good luck hearing anything he's saying. That's going to be a loud ride, but that sounds like fun. I wish I could do that for you. Uh, Gord, you've taken us on a wonderful journey today, and I can't wait to see you and the team here later this month. For all you listeners out there, January 26th, you've got a preview on the 25th. 26th is the auction. You can go to the rmsotheby's.com website to take a look at all the eye candy we've been talking about today. There are a lot of cool things that you're going to see. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some parting words of wisdom or advice for our listeners from your side of the auction podium? As you said earlier, it's something lots of people say, but buy the best you can afford. And I think coming to our auctions, I would never hesitate to reach out to one of our specialists and and with a car that you're interested in. Obviously, we want to sell the cars that we have there, but we're never directing somebody into a car that might not be the right fit for them. So it's good to ask the questions as to quality you're looking for. What do you want to do with this car? And either myself or any one of my other team members will honestly speak about the car. And if it's, if it's the right one for them, are they better off waiting for another one? Or is, is this the right car and the right model and the right condition for what it is they're uh, wanting to do with it? Absolutely. Uh, Makes a world of sense. Do your homework, buy the best you can afford. And as uh, Bruce Meyer said, cry only once because you won't cry again if you do your homework and buy the best you can afford. And most importantly, I always say, and I've heard this from many people, don't buy a car because you think it's going to be worth more down the road. Unless that's your business and you know what you're doing, buy a car you love because that way you'll always smile every time you look at it. Hey, thank you for spending some time with me, Gord. This has been great getting to know you. Can't wait to see you in the desert there. We'll all warm up there at RM Sotheby's Arizona Auction. Again, taking place January 26th. Want to do a shout out to one of your teammates here, Ethan Gibson, who brought us together. Ethan, thank you very much. And listeners, next week, don't miss my talk with Brad Phillips. He's the Senior Vice President of Business Development at RM Sotheby's. We'll be in, no doubt, for a grand talk with Brad. He's been a guest here before. You don't want to miss him. He is a character. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the RM Sotheby's Arizona auction. Thanks a lot. I, I appreciate being on the show with you, and I'll, I'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me 
through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.